You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. LA Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of LA Street Art Gallery, James Chen of Thank you for tuning into the Paint the Town Podcast. This is James. I'm teacher. And today we are here with Callie Smoove. What's up, Callie? What's the deal? <laughs> Real happy to have you in the studio, man. So if you guys don't know, man, Callie Smoove is one of the most prolific upcoming rap... Not even upcoming, man. Like, he's he's already been doing on the this map, for a man. while. He's known. Exactly. He's, he's known. I appreciate you. He's the battle rap champion right now, you know, and... Uh, we have a new track together, basically. So I wanted to kind of take uh, the time to just invite him on the podcast to get the whole entire street art community to, I guess, better know him and also, uh, you know, just to kind of better know my music as well, too. And, uh, you know, I actually got introduced to Cali from uh, Teach, you know what I mean? So it kind of makes the trifecta right there, right? Definitely, so, that's right. Yeah, okay. So like I said, man, you know, can, we, can you give a little bio about yourself, man? I mean... It's weird, but just like, you know, what's your story, bro? Um, shit, man. It's Callie Smooth's story, dog. Let's start with his parents. Do you know anything <laughs> about your parents? Oh, yeah. Okay, let's hear a little bit about your parents so one's a boy, one's a girl. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? No, it's but it's they, all different um, things these days. You never know. <laughs> yeah, my people's just cool, man. We grew up uh, back and forth from L.A. and Chicago. Um, went to high school in Chicago, middle school in L.A. Um, yeah, man, stayed most with my mom. Yeah, and, uh, connected with my pops at like 18. And you're like part Hawaiian, part yeah, Hawaiian. What, what are you, bro? I'm gonna say that, throw, throw that comment <laughs> out there. Just curious. Uh, my mom is black, yeah. You know, uh, my dad's Hawaiian and Spaniard, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there you go, man. So, you know, one thing I love about Cali is like he's got. You know the whole country, like even including Hawaii, bro. You know, you know, you know. Got some yummy flavors in there, man. You know what I mean. And one thing, hey, man. You know, I know you just got back from Sweden, dog. You know what I mean. And you were representing America there. And you know, before I kind of just want, I definitely want to get into like your whole European tour because I was out there in Europe too during that period of time. So before we kind of get started, man, how did you guys meet, bro? I I I never actually don't know. You know, I'm teaching Kelly. I I met. Uh, I caught this nigga tagging in my yard. <laughs> I said, dude, either I can shoot you or you can wash it off. He said, yeah. all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. And then yeah. when he looked the other way, I ran. <laughs> but as I was doing that, I heard, heard him rapping inside, and I was like, man, this kid's got talent. <laughs> no. Okay, so um, I actually met Callie through a friend of mine named Chris, Chris Council. Hmm. Um Chris is, uh, among other things, an entrepreneur um, who finds talent um, occasionally and sponsors them, backs them, helps them out a little bit, however he can. Um, and Chris also has a company called Black Sheep Club Company. And um, this is uh, something I gained a lot of respect for him for because they they kind of partner with anti-bullying campaigns. Mm-hmm. So, you know, my son's been getting bullied and stuff. I got bullied when I was a kid, so... You know, um, I really dig what this guy does. And so um, he's the one that found Callie. And uh, I was able to go see Callie perform and, you know, just amazed by the kid's talent. Um, and I actually saw 
uh, <clears throat> a rap, a battle rap with him. And was it Geechee Gotti? Is that what the guy's name yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, man. I was afraid, man. I'll be honest with you. I was nervous, okay? Because, like, first of all, this dude, Geechee Gotti, is, like, he's big, man. He's, like, <laughs> like his arms are, I think, about as big around as my waist or my leg. <laughs> I'm not kidding you, man. I'm not kidding. And he just started off first, and he just went to town on Cali. He's he like an eight-mile battle rap, basically. Just eight like mile style, right? got gangster on him, was going, tug, I'm going to blow you out with this, I'm going to this, that, and the other, you know? And, and people, if you looked at him in the audience, like, people were going, oh, you know, they're laughing and stuff, going, yeah, man, yeah, oh, yeah, and laughing and stuff. Yeah. But then Callie got started. You know, and Callie's sitting over here in, like, his, his white T-shirt and his leather jacket and jeans <laughs> and stuff, you know what I mean? Like, I was, I was nervous for the boy. I was like, oh, my God. You know, <laughs> nah, is this, yeah, is, is this one of those things where you're going, okay, no, man, you did all right, man, you did all right. But no, he went out there and went military on his ass. Yeah. Oh, my God, man. Yeah. And just to give you an idea, like, I don't have to tell you what he was saying. You just look at the 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 audience response. And the guys that were going, ah, ha, ha, and laughing, they were going, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, they were getting shaken from this shit. That was a crazy night for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's so basically, you, so you were introduced and you kind of saw him on stage and basically you guys became friends, right? Mm. Yeah, and I heard a little bit about his story. He's got an, an amazing story of, of what yeah. he went through, a horrible, you know, uh, crash and... Um, the, yeah. the comeback from it is super uh, impressive and inspiring. Exactly, man. I mean, you, can you tell tell the audience a little bit about that, you know, just your whole comeback story after the crash, man? I mean, you know, you've been doing this rap game for a minute, man. It's not like you just started. I mean, I know 11 years old, you know, you've been wait, doing the Freestyle wait, wait, Fellowship, What, what, what year was it when right? you guys started doing rap? Um, I kind of always been rapping and doing poetry. Um, it's like, a, you know... Asking somebody like, when did you start drawing, teach? Yeah, you know, it's just kind of like <laughs> I was born. There. When, yeah. were you, when were you born? There 92. 92? Yeah. I'd already graduated high school and I was in art school. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was done with art school by then. Oh, man. But yeah, so I mean. So wait, okay, no, so in, in 92, so basically when you were a kid, you were, you were basically already rapping as, as a kid, like a young kid. Mm-hmm. And then, freestyle what, fellowship and all that good stuff, right? Yeah, Project Blow, all that. Um, I went on my first like, like tour when I was like eleven. Yeah, so check Whoa. this out. If if you guys don't know, man, I grew up here in LA, and everybody knows about Project Blow and Freestyle Fellowship. These are like the really, really underground, eight mile type battles that were going yeah. on when uh, even before Eight Mile came out. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like. Um, you know, some heads out there are like AC alone, right? That, that's yeah. like, uh, yeah, LA cool. Yeah, LA cool. A lot of these underground uh, rappers, basically in LA. I mean, you know, this is during like the far side LA era. You, Who did you, you look you up know? to? Like any any like recording artists at that time? Um, I always was a huge Eminem fan, of course. There you yeah, go. That's you some know, talent right course. there. That's of course, Tupac. Um, yeah. Nipsey Hussle, definitely, since the beginning of his career, I've been following and supporting. Um, I like Mozzie. I rock with a lot of people from the West. RJ. Hell yeah. But like in the yeah. beginning, who was it in the beginning that, in the beginning, that you remember? In the beginning, it was Prince. It was uh, Prince Maroon 5. 
Sublime. Okay. I it love just, it, man. I love it, right? Super, 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 super. I, I, I got the albums memorized. You know, that's the thing. Kelly's, to me, uh, one of the reasons why I really wanted to produce a record with this this dude is that I realized I was like, man, he's not just a rapper, man. He's like an all-around artist, man, you know? And no, Yeah, and that's definitely what I try to put out there um, that is deeper than rap, you know? Even the project that we're doing, we were talking about the genres we're going to release it under, you know what I mean? I definitely want to expand into other um, genres of music. And and I, I look at it as the same art form. It's all music. It's all um, it's all words. It's all expression. So tapping into different genres is just it's just fun to me. It's just, it's my art. It's, it's my message, and being put in different formats. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I you can know tell what? you one thing. That's the uh, Prince would be very proud of that. My my wife actually Man. had a close relationship with Prince. What? And one of the things that he uh, was telling her was that how important it is to collaborate with as many people, as many artists that you know, that you look up to or whatever, mm. as you can. Because that's what he did. Mm. And that dude played every instrument. Yeah, he played every instrument. It's amazing. Yeah, man. Prince is like the one. Yeah, you know, I look up to Prince too, man. But, hey, you know what? Uh, have you heard this track, Teach, that we, that we recently... Uh, that we recently put out, man. Teach, have you heard this track? That uh, yes, yeah, you heard it. Yes, I you have. Know, I don't think the audience has heard because we kind of we haven't even officially dropped it yet. Can man. we hear it now? You know Can I mean? we just like, play? Callie hasn't started promoting it yet, so you know, Here usually the, the DJ kind of starts it off, man, promoting it in the underground. You know, that's how we kind of always started off. And uh, uh, actually, I want to give a special mention to uh, Ken, who's the uh, audio engineer for this podcast right now. He Ken's also, awesome, man. I love he also Ken. Uh, uh, mastered this track for us, man. So I want you guys to check this out. And uh, this track is called Who the Hell is This? <laughs> hey, yeah, and it's following up with a whole project. Exactly. Medicine, uh, flies, nigga rapping, wise niggas tripping. I was in the flipping, you was in detention. Now I own the business, uh, call me Hella Trendy, keep it sticky with me. They will bend in Indy, say I run the city. It's cause I run the city. Uh, fans with me like gold play, call it baby, we sold, man. Okay, I'm the flashiest, she say she ain't having it. They were sleeping on me, so I threw away the activist. I was born an activist, flies with no legs to trick. Okay. Label been okay. the baby, amazing okay. flow is okay. extravagant. Who the hell is this? Who the hell is this? First time I ever uh, met Callie, man, I was actually uh, DJing uh, 
teach his art show, man. And honestly, I just, I just, uh, I saw, you know, Callie was kind of doing a little performance actually, and I just saw this dude just giving his heart out, you know what I mean? I was like, shit, man, who the hell is this? Exactly. <laughs> he's, got, you know I mean? he's got great stage presence as well. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That. And then appreciate honestly, that. I was like, hey, man, I got a couple beats that I've been saving, man. Like, you know, when I meet some, some somebody special, man, I was going to, you know, check this out. You yeah. know what I mean? And then we kind of, I kind of just, this is actually the first time we ever listened to this track together, brother. You, 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 you know what? Yeah, it is. Yeah, Hell yeah, dog. You know what I mean? I love so, I always listen to it. <laughs> I know, me too, man. And you know what, guys? If you want to check out, like, my entire uh, mix, basically I mixed that as the intro track into my Party and Bullshit Volume 5, you can find it at dasmyshit.com. D-A-S-M-Y-S-H-I-T. That's my music website, all right? That's and my shit. That, that's, that's my, my shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. So one of the things I really, really uh, love about Cali, man, is I basically said, like, Hey, you know, we started talking and then I realized I'm like, dude, this kid's not just an MC, man. He's actually, you know, an all-around artist, man. I mean, he dances, you know, he, <laughs> you know, and does everything, man. So I was like, you know what? He also dialogues, man. He, yeah, I mean, like I said, this fool's on TV. He does commercials, you know, yeah, kind of all that kind of stuff, man. like Calvin Klein stuff, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, like I said, he already, like, you know, once he popped up on my radar, man, I was like, dude, man, we got to do something together, man. So... You know, we're actually like three, four tracks deep into the album yeah. already, man. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? And they hot and they different <laughs> and nice. something that's going to hit people over the head and from a whole different angle. Like, where in the hell did that come from? Like, I, since I've been working with James, he showed me a lot of different um, genres of music that I had no idea existed. I just made, I, like, anything that BPM was that fast, I just said EDM. You know, okay, that's EDM. And James like kind of broke it down to me, like, yeah. okay, this is house, this is future hip hop, this is future pop, this is this is um, EDM, this is grunge, this is uh, you know he kind of just broke down all the different styles of the shit to me, and I was like, oh yeah, I need to dive into this. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, so check this out, man. We both just got back from Europe, man. But you know, yeah. here's the thing, man, and you know we're gonna talk about that in a second, seriously. But uh, um, you know, basically we kind of. We're in Europe, if you say I like EDM, that basically means you like pop music because EDM means electronic dance music here. Yeah. But that's actually like they've been listening to electronic dance music way longer than the people in the U.S. have, basically. You know, so when you they hear the term EDM, they automatically think, oh, the stuff on the radio, which is <laughs> not the case in the U.S., especially in mm, L.A. Yeah. You, you know, right, what I mean, you'll right. hear Drake on the radio. Drake is trying to get a piece in Europe, but it's hard for him, too. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, it's a different game out there, man. And, yeah. you know, you went out to Sweden, man, and I know you made the newspaper, too, bro. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Bless, Bless you, you, brother. Yeah, that was crazy to me. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> so, wait, you know what? Let's, let's kind of start off. So you, you were in Sweden, bro, and then you were kind of just, uh, you, you were doing some a tour out there, basically, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How was it, man? From the moment you got off the airport, you're all happy. I was. I was happy, and... You know, I, I, I really love social media because you can um, really utilize it for um, for your craft and expanding for sure. Because I was just having fun out there and I was just taking wild shots at, in the dark and things were happening. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm very into boxing. You know, Peshmir is um, the Sweden heavyweight champion. <laughs> I DM'd him like, yo, what's up, dog? Can I come to your gym? And he... 
DM me back. And I, got, <laughs> I got to meet him. I got to spar with him. Oh. You know what I mean? I was like, damn. Yeah, I've seen your hands before. You got yeah. some sweet hands. It was cool. It was really fun. Like, and then, um, then um, I I hit up a school. Uh, uh, teach your hip hop class, right? Yeah, I yeah, hit yeah, up a, yeah. A youth center. Tell, tell the audience a little bit about your hip hop class, bro. It's a uh, creative arts and emotional literacy um, for, for for everybody, really, no age limit. Um, but I've been uh, going to different schools and different youth centers and facilities. Um, running my workshop for a few years now um, in America. And since I was out there, that was like nowhere on the plan or nowhere, like I was just taking a wild shot in the dark. And they hit me back and they um, they let me come through and run the workshop. And yeah, man. And you got recognized <laughs> so, for that, man. Like Quincy yeah. Jones hit you up, bro, yeah, and said, what's up? You know what I mean? QD3 said, what's up, dude? You know what I mean? I was like... Oh shit! Yeah. Homeboy's making a making some moves. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, that, shit was that was crazy. dope, bro. That's so, gonna be regular soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, man. Yeah, so, that so, wasn't regular. You know, you did crazy. some shows out there, bro. I was in uh, I was in Ibiza. I was in UK, man. I was doing some shows too, man. And like, you know, hey, how was the audience out there, bro? Do they even? I mean, you know, Sweden, man. I don't. If you guys don't know, like, their actually biggest export is music, man. If you think about it, from back in the day, ABBA, man. Okay. That's Swedish. Swedish House Mafia, Avicii, you know what I mean? Um, if you guys don't know, like, Dr. Luth, all the people who produce all the uh, pop songs on KISS FM uh, here for pop music, actually, you know, a lot of them are Swedish, man. So, like, you know, their actually biggest export is music. So for them to recognize Cali, it's such a big deal, man. But, you know, how's yeah. the audience out there, man? Um, it was it was different. It was you know everybody doesn't even speak English like that. So um, <laughs> so it was different. Was there a language barrier? It was a language barrier. Okay. In almost every conversation. <clears throat> were they smiling? <laughs> um, yeah, they were happy. Um, the crowds were turned up. Gothenburg was um the most turned up. Eskatuna was cool. Eskatuna was turned up actually. Um, hell yeah, man. So I mean, let me ask you, man, like uh. You know, what's the biggest difference out there? And, you know, the main thing I always like to talk about is people always compare these Nordic countries and, like, Iceland. You know, they said, oh, let's point to them as an example for what we should do. And then people don't realize that, you know, there's only 9 million people, 10 million people in Sweden, the entire country, man. In Southern California, there's, like, 23 million people, man. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, it's just like, right. hey, we can't, we can't scale that same thing here already. We're already way bigger, man, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know... Here's the thing that we kind of talked about. Europeans, they seriously look at America like a fucking reality show, right? You, you know what yeah, I mean? We yeah. are right now. <laughs> so like, so really, really give me some of your are, input right. on that. Like, how was the audience? How were the people you met, man? Like, was, you know, uh, anything surprising to you? Um, Did lots of people speak English? or I mean, was shit expensive compared to America? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah man. Shit was expensive. The dollars were different. Um, <laughs> <laughs> money was different. But I guess the, the cost of living is lower out there so it kind of balances out for them but for visiting you gotta kind of yeah i'm just just letting the audience pocket. know man in sweden in like switzerland these like rich countries man a burger king meal bro will cost you almost 30 us dollars man yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. man I, i'm not kidding man because and the conversion like, rate bro it'll be like like it'll pop up this would fuck my head up the first like two three days because it'll pop up on the screen as like 300k It'll say 300 Whoa, Corona. Whoa, 300,000. But it'll say Corona, the K. And then you got to, like, like... Translate that. 
Like it was all right. So convert it. So whatever. you get him. You get him ten dollars, and you get a lot of paper back, <laughs> a lot of money back. So you get it's a paper. Lot. Yeah. You know what I mean. So that's how I was seeing it. Like okay, I gave you this ten dollar bill, and I got a whole bunch of paper back, right? And then now when I go to this restaurant, it says like that the bill is three four hundred k. And it just was just not adding up to me. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, that's the thing about currency, bro. You know, like, every time I swipe exactly. my debit card, I had to log into Wells Fargo app just to see what it came out to. They're like, what is this, what is this kid doing? What is this? It was like, yo. Exactly, bro. Seriously, man. I mean, that's one thing I hate. Whenever I go out there, you know, guarantee at some point in time, my credit cards are going to stop working, dude. They think it's like fraud. You, you, you know what I mean? So, you know, I was out there for a month, man. I was in Ibiza. I was doing some, like, dates, too, you know? And then, like, it's hot as hell out there. How's the weather out in Sweden, man? It was uh, actually pretty cool. It was, yeah? Yeah. It rained a little bit every day. Dude, one thing, one thing, like, last time we were kicking it and you were telling me about, man, like, you didn't see any homeless people at any hoods in Sweden, no. Uh-uh. And um, you moved too, right, brother? Yeah, man. <laughs> I, like, I was like, take me to the project, please. Can I see it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm crazy. No, <laughs> no, no. I no. Want you just want to see everything, bro. Yeah. What it was. Yeah. I get that. I'd be the same way. I'd, I'd want to see some culture. I want to see the project. And the projects are so nice. <laughs> nice? <laughs> what do you mean by nice? It was like a gated community. <laughs> There's, there's, like, there's like, you know, there's only, when there's only so many people, like, uh, but it was like little African kids in the window. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was like, okay. So these are probably like $150 a month. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. But, you know, the meal, so like everybody grows their own vegetables and stuff like that there, right? You know what I mean? It's a different way of life, man. Um, You know, I want to ask you when you were chilling with Ethiopians, bro. You want to talk about that story for a second? I just thought that was like... Really, Ethiopia? Yeah, because... No, I was in the club. Like, I was in a smoking section in the club and like... I don't know, like the the top, like the subject, like we were all drinking and shit, and I said like the words like we black, you know, and then the dude was just like, nah, bro, I'm not black. And I looked at him like, what? <laughs> he was like, I'm Ethiopian, you know, like, like then the other dudes were like, we Somalian, and then the other dude was like something else. But they were like, yeah, we um, Americans are black. Like, um, that's a that's an American-made race. It doesn't exist. Like, you guys just don't know what part of Africa you're from. Ooh, Ooh nigga, you know what I mean? Like, it hit my heart and it put me like in a in a you know in a weird place. Yeah, man. I was man. like, damn, like. No, when you told me that story, bro, I was just like, look, and then you told me like they're watching every single day. Ah, oh, what's America up to? Oh, is there another shooting? Oh, how yeah, many people got yeah. killed? Like, is they, there like, fire? These same dudes, right, asked me, like, they were just, like, asking questions that were just, like, oh, man, it was crazy to me, man. And I was drunk, too, so it was really crazy. <laughs> he, they was just like, have you ever heard a gunshot? Like, have I ever heard a gunshot? <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. they were just like, you know, it was a lot. Like, they were tripped out about stuff that was kind of normal to me. Stuff that I kind of forgot was sure, not yeah. the norm. Things you take for granted. Yeah, and it just kind of it kind of set me in a, uh, it put me in a different perspective. Even they were saying about white people, they were like, white isn't a race. They were like, they were like, these dudes, that, these people are Scottish or Irish or fucking German. Like, they're not, 
they don't ever say I'm white, you know? Right. Or nobody says, like, I'm black. They actually have culture. And um, I do feel like I didn't even know that, that was missing out of terms, America. Yeah, yeah I no, I mean, that. That, that's, you know what? <laughs> what that's the fuck one of the is African-American? What yeah, the fuck is that? But the main <laughs> thing to check this out, man, I, wa- I, was, I, I want to share with you, Teach, is that it's kind of weird because, like, we only do that in America, man. I mean, like, I'm Chinese-American. You're Italian-American. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like, it's kind of like, if you're a Brazilian, man, if you're black, white, yellow, purple, you're still Brazilian, man. Nobody says, oh, I'm Chinese-Brazilian. I'm, you know, and the Japanese people yeah. say, I'm Japanese there. They don't say they're Brazilian. You know, I live in Brazil, but basically it's like, they're, you know, they're very defined. America's the only place, man, that you can kind of shed all that. I mean, you got to become a color. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> but, but the point is like, but the point is like, you can't- It's a rainbow, sh- pick yeah, a you fucking can color. you can kind of shed all of that. You know what I mean? Because- no matter what, in Sweden, all those Ethiopians, they go there, and then, you know, they're still Ethiopian, man, because the, the cultures and the institutions are so old that you're in a box, you know? And the thing about America, man, that I always appreciate, one thing, our bathrooms are always free, right? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, the bathroom <laughs> costs. You got to pay to go to pee. Oh, you got to pay to go pee, bro. Dude. You know what I mean? Like, even in Germany, man. Well, you know, wait, that's okay, a 50- wait, 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 are, yeah. are the bathrooms nice? I mean, they have one lady cleaning it up, yeah, and she's gonna yell at you probably. You know, what I mean? ain't gonna lie, the bathrooms are way cleaner. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> well then I don't like, mind paying. Dramatically pay. cleaner. There's no graffiti carved into the wall. <laughs> well, I don't mind a little graffiti, but you know, I just you know, if I'm gonna sit down, I don't want to have to spend 20 minutes cleaning the toilet with you know whatever toilet paper there is oh, there, and then yeah. hovering above it and like worrying yeah. about getting some kind of bacteria or something to yeah, new. But- Hybrid thing this. that'll shoot out up out of the toilet into your facts, ass or some facts, shit, you know? Facts, facts, facts. <laughs> no, no, yeah. But the main thing, right. man, check this out, man. But like, it's like it's okay in Germany. It was fifty cent euro, dude. That's pretty much a dollar, man. Like, yeah. you, you know what I mean? So it's, it's like about a dollar, man. That's a dollar to go to the bathroom. It's not like a it's a quarter, dump. man. You, you know, you know what I mean? Like. It's just crazy if you think about yeah, it, but it was it's crazy. the norm, so people accept it, man. So and there's no um, refills. Yeah, there's no refills. Okay, what? there's no yeah, yeah, there's no unlimited. Well, no, catch- no, no, no. Okay, no, no. I know that's an American thing. That's yeah. an American no, thing. I mean, and the size of the the portions. Exactly, man. Yeah. You know what? Let, let me from visiting Europe, man. This is whenever people criticize. What about air conditioning? They, well, it's kind of cold in Sweden, right? So you didn't yeah, need it. Yeah, I didn't need AC. Yeah, but in Ibiza, man, anyways, in Spain, not everybody has air conditioning. It was 90% humidity and 90 degrees, man. Hot as shit, you know what I mean? And Ugh. people just live differently, man, because it's the way, you know, they don't want to get air conditioning because that's just, it's always been that way. And that's what I mean, man. When, but dude, you, global warming, it's... <laughs> <laughs> hey, who knows, right? <laughs> But, I ain't gonna lie, man. I'm gonna have to bring an AC out there. Exactly, man. Yeah, seriously, man. But see, check this out, man. Also, I, you know what? One of the epiphanies or realizations I came to after uh, this Europe trip, man, is that our entire culture, America, man, is based on two things, bro: convenience and the ability to make money, bro. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything else, man, is kind of like if if it is in line with convenience. And you can make some money, bro. Like I agree. We you are, know what I mean? Because we, we can break every system for those two rules, man. You, you, you know what I mean? It's it, it like we can get fat as fuck in a drive-thru, man. You know, but hey, if it keeps on making money, let's just keep on let's keep on doing it. You, you know what I mean? No, <laughs> I completely agree. I completely agree. So I'm just saying, are you glad to be back home, bro? Um, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know you yeah, said you wanted to no. move out there too. No, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, no, 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 yeah. Do I gotta go? Because I, I, I knew, I knew that 
you know, they appreciated Cali Smooth out there. You know what I mean? They I know they greeted did. you with like they a couple did. ounces. You know what I mean? Yeah, they did. Like you're you're concerned a little bit about like yeah, yeah, about smoking. Yeah, and all exactly. That. Yeah, but you know, you concerned. got yours right. Yeah, it was just the fact that you know. You really go to jail for weed out there. Like, yeah, no. Not no yeah. slap on the wrist. Nah, <laughs> nigga. Handcuff, we taking your American black but ass to jail. jail. Yeah, yeah, man. And, and then you'll make shit. the paper over there, too. <laughs> in a different paper, in a different, way. different section. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, like I said, once I got, like, once I got Kudo, like, by, like, the sixth, eighth day, I was walking down the street smoking. <laughs> I, was, I was loving the look on people's face, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh me, I was <laughs> I was acting stupid by like the sixth day, and I kind of because I didn't see no cops. I saw I saw one police car the whole time I was out there, and that was like that was like uh, outside of the club that I performed at because it was like part of a festival. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, there, I didn't see no cops just driving around. It was hard. Boy, to that spot says a lot police. for the culture, huh? Yeah, I was smoking. Yeah, man. I mean, I you know, whenever I, whenever I go to Europe, man, I almost always fly into Amsterdam usually, okay? You know, I go to, like, a couple areas in Amsterdam. There's one called Great, Great Area. There's this other one mm. called Greenhouse. I saw Be Real just, like, chilling there, man. Mm. You, you know what I mean? Inside there. And then, like, uh, so next time we go, man, we got to stop in Amsterdam first. You, you know what I mean? Don't and then basically, I, you always can stop in Amsterdam, and then you ride the train everywhere, man. Yeah, there you, you go. You know, and then... And then you're mobile. You, you know what I mean? So, like, you know. Amsterdam's exactly. awesome. I love Amsterdam. You've been to Amsterdam? Tell yes, us some Amsterdam. Have. You know what? You've been to Europe quite a bit in the past. Or you've been to Europe in the past, man. You know, I, I want to cover a few things that you may not know about Teach since we're all friends, bro. Okay. You know what I mean? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Teach here used to be a yeah. model, bro. You know what I mean? So it's well, just like. That's not that That's not that interesting. <laughs> I don't mind that shit. You know, but it took him to Europe, man. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And the other day, I was having this uh, facilitation meeting um, with Teach, man. And then just like th <laughs> <laughs> these funny stories came up, man. And I, I, I just wanted to bring funny this up. Now. <laughs> it's, it's funny now. Yeah, seriously, bro. But, it, but would you mind? You mind? Okay, so check this out. The first time how Teach got into the modeling industry, basically, okay, was, uh, you know, he was uh, airbrushing T-shirts, right? And then somebody, no, you were at bank. You were, you were at the bank teller. Yeah, this was. I was in in art school and uh, just going down to the banks to get some cash because okay. you used to have to actually go to a bank to get cash. There weren't these things called ATMs Wait, everywhere. Damn, for real. I know it's crazy, but um, <laughs> damn. So the teller at Teacher the bank survived the ATM creation. <laughs> Whoa, wowzers! I was around before them, man. You know what I mean? Even before they they came around, we were like, oh my god. Look at this. You can actually go get money and not have to go inside the bank. This is amazing. Slice bread type of thing, right? right? right. So anyway, the bank teller at the, at the bank um, uh, was this uh, African-American gentleman. Uh, and uh, he said, uh, hey, are you a model? And I said, uh, no. And he said, well, would you be interested in being a, in a fashion show with some pretty women escorting them around and make some good money doing it? I was like, sounds like a plan. Mm -hmm. you know? <clears throat> so um, that actually Easiest did. Easiest money you made, huh? <laughs> you got it. <laughs> the, the funnest money I ever made. And, um, but it, I didn't think it ever turned into a Me Too moment. You know what I mean? Like, so, what do you mean by that, Teach? <laughs> uh, well, this, this particular guy um, was gay, 
And um, I guess he figured that once he did me a couple of favors, hooked me up with a couple of people or whatever, that, <laughs> <laughs> you know. That nigga wanted some teacher booty. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, he, he uh, hooked you up so many times, so naturally you're going to turn gay and want to blow me, right? Oh, you know, that, that, was his, that was his logic, right? Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> you know? And he explained it to me once. He was like, you know, well, to me, you know, when if you look at nature, look at nature, okay? He got argumentative with me at, at points. Like, like I was <laughs> didn't understand what the fuck I was saying. I'm like, look, dude, I'm not fucking gay, okay? Like, he's like, well, no, if you look at nature, look at nature, okay? In nature, the, the male and the female, okay? The male is always the more beautiful one. It's always a more decorative one, you know? So um, you should, you're, you're naturally attracted to the male. <laughs> It's just something you need wow. to, to accept. You can't yeah. teach me to be gay. <laughs> I'm like, well, okay, you are not well gonna then. Teach me to be gay, dude. Yeah, no, 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 no. I was like, okay, well then I'm fucked up or something, okay? Because it's I don't care working. how beautiful a man is, I don't want any dick <laughs> or hairy ass. You know what I mean? I wish I could help you, dude. Like, if there was an inkling of gayness in me, you know what I mean? Like, this guy, he was a nice guy. He did a lot for me. He got me started in the modeling career, which I went over to Europe and did some things, and it, you know, got me connected with other stuff. But... What kind of things happened in Europe? Okay, there was... <laughs> you got to share That's this piece of some up. funny shit, man. All right, fine. Okay, I'm going to make it quick. I'm going to make it quick. So the, the modeling, it, it landed me with a, one of the biggest agencies in Florida at the time, which was Irene Marie down in Miami. And um, at the time, I just finished art school, and I was in Sarasota, Florida, near Tampa. And the um, <laughs> agency calls me up one day, and they had a casting for a uh, calendar for Chippendales. And so I'm like, I'm not a big, you know, long-haired, husky guy. What the fuck are you calling me for? <laughs> and they're like, no, they're changing it up. They were trying to make it more artistic and editorial and stuff, and it's good money. And I'm like, okay, I take the money, whatever. And during this casting, the lady said, hey, we're casting for shows that are going to uh, Europe. And I was like, yeah, well, I'm not a stripper. You know, what's, what's you know, we're going to do this calendar thing or what the hell is up? It was kind of a front. I found out later. There's kind of a front so that they could <laughs> find guys to, they, uh, usually they bring them in, they let them watch a show and decide if it's something they want to do. And then they do it or they don't. With me, they had six other guys they brought in from all over the country and they didn't have time to go through the whole thing, so I wasn't given an option to watch what I was going to be doing. They just said, okay, you do this, and they noticed that I could pick up with um, uh, the, the dance, like um, being shown stuff or whatever. Uh, what so you, did you do it? Picked it up. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but the way they got did stuck it, over so, there, so, man. so Chippendale, yeah. like, so it's like... It was different over there. So what is that? Chippendales exactly? over here is is they do it in in like you know nightclubs and stuff where the guys right. they they dance next to the women they kiss they tip they let them fondle and stuff. This was a a, a Broadway musical presentation <laughs> oh of Chippendales. Okay, they had about a hundred thousand dollars worth of stage props. They had a uh, a hotel front that would drop down that had five working showers. <laughs> it was a whole production for five guys to be in them, you know, with like silhouette lighting behind them and stuff, and working showers and shit. This was just one of the stage sets, and so it was everything they said it was. And they had professional singers, professional dancers, professional choreographers, and everything. But at the end of the day, once we got over to Europe, they started with the beginning of each number as we were going along. Okay, once we got to Europe, 
They're like, okay, this is where you pull away your Telluride pants, and this is, and I'm like, whoa, this is <laughs> stripping. They Drop said there was no my... stripping. They said there was no stripping. <laughs> yeah. This was, in, this was in London, okay? And so I got on the phone with my agency back in Florida. I'm like, I did it. Yeah, yeah, I did it. <clears throat> I did it. What am I going to do, man? Like, I found out after, shortly after I got involved with these guys that they were thugs. There's a whole story behind this. There's like a movie made about this guy, like, killed himself in the end and shit. They put a contract out after me. Like, there's a, this is like, I'm doing this Tarantino style and shit, but, like, okay, so, you know, I'm in London, and my agency's telling me, yeah, we'll get you out of this. We'll call you tomorrow, okay? They call me back the next day, and it was like, oh, um, this is a little bit tougher than we thought. You may have to kind of hang in there. And I'm like, hang in there? Basically, okay, so I'm, I'm a fucking stripper now. Another Me Too moment. This is another fucking Me Too moment. Look, I'm 6'3", I'm 195, 200 pounds, and I've had more fucking Me Too moments than a lot of women, I guarantee you. I'm not proud of Yo, it. Yo, so they just said, No, and like, then he had another one. Basically, they're like, Hey, yo, you know, we'll get you some more jobs. Just, you know, go mess around with those dudes over there and you'll be good. You get a lot of jobs. And that was when I was modeling. Yeah, that was before this. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. No. I've never had any of these experiences. <laughs> you lucky had motherfucker. Sli I've slightly had, like, agents and, and producers, like, maybe, like, send a text message and, like, I go crazy. <laughs> like, but I ain't never had, like... I ain't gonna lie, I would just been locked up in Europe. I'd have knocked one of them niggas out. They'd have had to prove their gangster. <laughs> They'd have had to show me how gangster they are. I you have to appreciate well, the situation I was in, though, dude. I yeah, had nobody that, over there. Dude, nobody. Hey, what year was this? Just curious. This, this is was 92, 93. This was yeah, okay. like right after you were born. You were one years old. I'm over there getting. So I had a hitman after me. When you were one years old, I had a hitman coming after me. Now, I didn't find out until 1995, mind you. I didn't find out all this shit until 95, right? Overstripping. Yeah, overstripping. Well, the, the Steve Banerjee, this little Indonesian fella, he was the producer of the whole thing. And this was the dude, he, was, he would just freak out, and he had this stuttering thing, and he would start yelling and screaming and, and like cussing at these guys. And I saw it happen a couple of times, and it freaked me out. And then I heard, okay, no, do you know who you're working with, dude? And I'm like, uh, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> oh, man, well, these dudes are thugs, man. Yeah, man. You're Come to find out, this guy had had a contract put out on his partner, had him shot in the face nine years before that. Yeah. Crazy. And man. when I was in there, I actually, I stopped because um, I just, I didn't, I'm not a fucking stripper. And so as soon as I figured out I could get out without getting sued or whatever, I, I stepped down. All the guys that got to know me, and they were like, dude, what do you mean you want to stop this? Dude, you live in large. We're living in fucking penthouses. We're driving limousines around. We're making public appearances where women are chasing us and shit. I'm just like, dude, I'm not a fucking stripper, though, man. I'm an artist, you know? <laughs> and then one guy was kind of like, you know, man, I'm getting kind of sick of this shit, man. Another guy was like, yeah, I don't like the way you treat me. And then it got to where, like, yeah, you, dude, if you leave, we're leaving, man. Memoir and when I left, of the stripper, some of the man. other guys <laughs> left. And so that dude went after them. And the guys that he couldn't find, he found a few guys and sued them, and they had to go back to work for him. But the guys he couldn't find, he put contracts out on them. Oh, man. And I was one of them. <laughs> and luckily, when I got involved with them, I moved out of my apartment, and I did not leave a forwarding address. That's what's one of the things that saved my life. Nice. And then they were trying to come after me for a little while in 93 through my agency. They were saying they were a client or something like that, and it was weird. But then I heard that Banerjee got thrown in jail for embezzling. 
And after that, there were no more weird calls or anything. Cut to the fashion show in 1995 in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm at this fashion show as a model, right? And one of the choreographers was one of the choreographers from the fucking Chippendale shows. <laughs> Bob. Yeah. And I was like, All Bob. Right. And he was like, Keith, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on? Hey, man, did you hear what we thought you dropped off the face of the earth? And I'm like, yeah, what do you mean by that? You know? And so did you hear what happened? Well, I heard Ben, you know, Benji got thrown in jail for bezeling. He's like, yeah, it wasn't for embezzling exactly. And like all these other models started gathering and listening. He's like, come here a second, come here. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And he told me about the guy, you know, getting shot in the face. And they finally found enough evidence to prove it. And the day that they went to get him from his prison cell to sentence him to 26 years of prison in life, he had hung himself. Oh, damn. And then he told me about what happened with my troop and all the guys dispersing him, going after him and everything. And I'm like, shit, holy dude. shit. I'm like, am I okay now? He goes, no, yeah. Once he, you know, it's, you're good. So he's dead. He's dead. He hung himself. Damn, the modeling game, man. God <laughs> damn. That was a Chippendale thing. That, that, that was sounds a like thing. a full-on Lifetime movie. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I also met I met Johnny Versace. You know who Johnny Versace is? Me too. And who, who would play you, teach if you had someone? If you had somebody, uh, Bob Saget. Bob. Saget. <laughs> <laughs> or Tony yeah, Hawk. That's, that's a perfect fit, dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, I say that because one time in Europe, no, actually twice, twice, and I actually met Bob once, and I told him about this, and he was just kind of like, <laughs> it was, it was. Perfect dead. Have you seen Bob Saget's comedy, man? Yeah, no, he's he's great. He's like, he's like a dirty no, comedian. Wait, wait. In, yeah. in Europe, I was at two separate um, at, uh, castings, okay, for a fashion job. And this is so stupid, man. I'm like there with a book with pictures of me and this shit, right? And I had to take it around and show it to people going, pick me. <laughs> I never went, this shit never worked well for me. But oh, I remember hearing these guys talking. I could understand a little bit of Italian. Ah, man, no, no, me piace. Bob Saget. And I'm just like, and at the time is when he was doing the America Funniest Home Videos, and he's acting like a fucking idiot. <laughs> and so they knew Bob Saget as being this, oh, you know, America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah. And so he kept me from getting at least a couple of fucking jobs because I kind of looked like him in fucking person. Like certain angles, I look like this motherfucker. <laughs> Damn. That's uh. That's a funny shit, man. You owe me, Bob Saget. A couple of modeling jobs, fucker. <laughs> Is that going to be on? Is that off? Okay. Yeah. Um, anyways, man, since I want, you know, we usually talk about street art, man. You know what I mean? Um, you know, teaches a street artist. That's like, uh, you, you know, on this podcast, we have a lot of different street artists on. I mean, um, you know, from from your side of the you know neighborhood, basically, like. Your limited knowledge of graffiti and street art. What, what do you yeah, have just any, curious. Yeah, are there any artists or any images? Any are there any images you can remember seeing that? Uh... Or do you draw or paint, man? Because we, you know, um, I used to try to tag when I was younger. Okay, here we go. Um, Crossing off someone's set. <laughs> do you remember what you used to write? <laughs> um, I used to like write a bunch of things. Like, um, I just like letters. Yeah, I used to write smooth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but I mean, I remember like I would go into like. What would you write it on? Like, yeah, we were, we weren't even buying paint. Um, aerosol paint, cans. Yeah, we would literally walk around the neighborhoods and find the like uh, like 
abandoned house or like a house that they were just building. And we just go in and take the spray paint and then just spray paint the whole house. <laughs> <laughs> so you take that. Did you write anything or just making designs? Don't write words, just random words, smash, pool, just go up, just random words, turned up, just <laughs> turned up, of all course. around. We were like 11, 10, 11, 11. years old. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Okay. That's when we was acting stupid like that. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, we always kind of talk about the four pillars of hip hop, man. I mean, you know, graph, emceeing, uh, b-boying, and DJing, man. Like, that's what's considered the four pillars of hip hop. You know what I mean? And uh, anything that involves those things is. Uh, cool in my school. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, man. <laughs> On the real. So, Just felt like I had to say that as teacher. You know, we, we got to get the white boy commentary as well from Teach. I'm just kidding. Teach is actually not why he's Italian, bro. But, you know. Very depends, dark father. Depends, Very dark father. Depends on who you ask, you know what I mean? But, uh, you know, I, I, while I'm on here, man, you know, on this podcast, we usually just talk about, like, uh, we interview different street artists. But basically, like I said, we also interview artists from the street, man, you know. And uh, I want to talk about hip-hop for you for a second, man. I mean, we, we both have a love for Tupac, man. You know what I mean? Like, honestly... You know, he's kind of become like a uh, a symbol. Uh, but, you know, for me, man, like, I was really sad the day that Tupac died. I still remember the day that Tupac died. I still remember the day that, you know, Biggie died, basically. You know, I, I, I to be honest, I was so caught up and um, interested in that whole thing that I even liked Biggie because I was so down for Pac. You, you, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And to be honest, I'm wearing this Ice Cube shirt today, you know what I mean? And it's kind of like Ice Cube Raider shirt. You know you know I'm from L.A. For, by this, you, you know what I mean? But... <clears throat> But the main thing is like, it's just like, man, as a kid, I remember that the, one of the first gangster rap songs I heard, man, was Bow Down, dude, okay? You know what I mean? And I, I, honestly, as a kid, it was like, bow down when I come to your town. Bow down when I'm westward bound. It was just so West Coast, you know? And on the radio stations, man, we never heard Nas, man. We never heard Biggie, you know what I mean? Like, there was no internet back then, you, you know what I mean? So it's just like... I would just go to like the Virgin Megastore or Amoeba Records right here and I would wait at the listening station where I can scan the barcode or maybe there would be a used record and then I can check out some of the records, man. Like, <laughs> you know, people actually like bought music back in the day, man. Now, now music is like, dude, we drop it out of love, man, you know? And then it's like, hopefully it catches on and then like people, are, we get our name out and then we only make money on our live shows. And sometimes we don't even make money on our live shows, man. Shit, dude. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm just saying, like, mm. in terms of, like, hip-hop, man, like, you know, you've been doing this as a kid, so you understand that whole change in that generation, too. Definitely, you know what I mean? Definitely. But it's like, let's go back and talk about Pac for a second. What does he mean to you, bro? Man, you know, Pac is like a, a musical. Um, he's like... Um, what what Shakespeare is to a lot of people to me, you know, yeah. He's like um, the hip hop. He's he's hip hop's Beethoven for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of people. I heard some like, you know what, like some new rappers like Lil Xan or some shit like that, dude. I don't even know these kids' music, man. But I heard the Maybe. name that they diss Pac, dude. You know what I mean? And, yeah, it's crazy. And I was, he was just like. Oh, yeah, Tupac is irrelevant. These kids love to what? throw that fucking word around these days. You, you, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, this person's irrelevant because they're a little bit older, man. You know what I mean? And then uh, I'm just saying, like, how do you feel about that, man? Like, you know, that's just a legend, you know? That. I never understood that. And that's never been... Um, it's never been a part of the game, ever. 
like not in any part of hip hop where people were dissing legends until like 2018. Like, <laughs> and then let alone like somebody who's dead. It's like, yo, why do you even care to express this opinion? This person has passed away. Like, I just don't understand. It fully, fully, fully goes over my head. Like, the basketball players are not disrespecting the Hall of Fame. Yeah, fuck Charles Barkley. <laughs> Ain't nobody doing yeah, that. Man. Like, nobody's doing that in no sport, no nothing, no field of entertainment. Nobody's like, yeah, man, Jim Carrey's old. He's old news. Fuck that dude. I definitely like, nah. don't approve of it, but I think I kind of understand why they might, you know, because they're, you try to do anything you can today to get attention. Yeah, and but if like, you throw a yo, knowable name out there, that's the attention you want. Clown? I know, right? That's that's yeah. my point. I don't like, approve. Yeah, yo, you, your your legacy is gonna ride off you. Yeah, you know the Dissing thing is, like Cali exactly. here, he's done. He, yeah. you know, you know, you done tracks with Wiz. You know, work with Snoop, Edie. I mean, which is like the leader of the Outlaws for Tupac's crew. You know what I mean? It's just like. You've worked with the legends and everything like that too, bro. You know what I mean? And it's just like, yeah. I just think it's like sometimes it's the fuck you generation. You know what I mean? It's the gimme gimme generation right now, man. It's, hey, anybody, it's like the Donald, it's, you, you know what? I'm just going to say it, man. Donald Trump, like I said, it'll kind of let people say, you can say fuck you. Whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, man. You Whether you agree with that or not, it's, you can just say fuck you to everybody, man. You don't have to worry about the history you don't got to worry about anything else. You can just say, fuck you. And then it's all about gimme, gimme, you know? Give me this free. Give me the music for free. Can I get in the show for free, man? Entitlement. Who, yeah, you know, it's so much entitlement these days, man. These, and, you know, I'm just saying, if you have a platform, Lil Xan, or whatever it is, man, how are you going to diss a legend? How, how, you know, you're going to bring no it back it's in knowledge, for. It's not called for. Rely on the music, man. And that's what a lot of the game um, doesn't do these days. Yeah. Cause it's a, it's a you know like I I I, I praised social media earlier for one, like on <laughs> exactly. another note social media has fucked up a lot like because people are doing things for notoriety that yep. have nothing to do with the art have nothing to do with the craft where it's yep. not even music no more you're not even a rapper no more it's like you're a fucking <laughs> reality part <laughs> like you a reality star you an instagram star yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, i mean yeah. like little pump like man you know he got 18 million followers or something yeah, like that the gucci gang right the gucci gang we yeah know, dude the like, thing is like you know what it's crazy it's crazy man i don't even like that song okay but i had to put it in my mix because you know what check this out man gucci gang you never heard of Gucci Gang? I remember Gang? hearing that Gucci song. Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. Okay, How many anyways. times does he say that in a row? Yo, he just said that. We remixed that song, That's basically, too. You know what I mean? Exactly. But the thing is, like, you know what? I realize international scene, man, people hear that. Oh, I know Gucci, and I know Gang, and then it's a, it's a fucking hit, dude. It's totally different from the MC battle rapping but style. Even, that. even aside from that, though, what I'm saying is, aside from the music that he's putting out, that's the one song we know, right? Yeah. But... He got these colorful hair, dreadlocks. He talks crazy. He's on Branding. social media flexing big money. Branding. He's doing a lot of things on social media that make him memorable to his audience. You, Branding. Me? you did something, man, after uh, X died, man. You were interviewed, man, and you kind of gave a few of your thoughts, man. I want you to share you know, that with our audience, too. So XXX Tension is like this 20-year-old rapper that just basically got shot in the face basically recently. Age-old story, man. Rapper gets killed. You know what I mean? It's just like, 
is it's become so cliche that you know what I mean. But the the craziest thing, man, I want to bring it back full circle, man, is that kids are comparing this dude to Tupac, man. You, you know what I mean? And it's like, dude, this dude was a dude who uh, straight up like tried to jam his girlfriend with a fireplace cleaner type of dude, okay? Well, and they're got, trying to compare got, him. He got, got <laughs> proven innocent for that. Yeah, okay. Uh, um, oh, yeah, his bitch is crazy or what? Yeah, that was... Um, <laughs> that was, And, and the, in that sense, I, I agree with the Pac comparisons because... Really? Because Pac was accused for rape, too, uh, and yeah. he was... No, I, I understand, and yeah. None of, none of us were in those rooms. Yeah. And he, all in all, the girl... The girl was on Instagram crying and stuff when he went to jail and saying like it wasn't like that and all that. Like Yeah, you know and, and also when, when X you. came out like he was on some like young rebel shit and um if you followed him, he was clearly, clearly, clearly <coughs> on a different path towards the end of his life. He was doing charities, he was donating, he was actually part of um an organization that was donating to um domestic violence. Okay. He in his last his last post that he was posting was about doing his next charity in his city. He did a lot of free shows. He was clearly trying his hardest to make a transition into a different person. Clearly, okay. And charges and allegations that you just brought up is what a lot of people brought up to hold him back. If we killed Malcolm X at twenty years old, we would have killed a gun-toting pimp. You feel me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. If we killed Malcolm X at his age before he could reach his full potential. I, right. I saw a lot in that dude. That dude went platinum. That yeah. dude went platinum first album. Like I saw a lot in XXX and I saw a lot of myself in him too, because I was a stupid youngster too. But he had a heart and he was maturing in front of everybody. So I yeah. I, I well, do acknowledge the Pac references. And check this I, out. I appreciate the Pac references because I see the same I see a lot of similarities in them. So exactly, I wanted to actually basically ask you well if you check out my mixtape three, man. I actually used this. He was on my radar before he died, man. You know, you know mm -hmm. what I mean. So like, exactly, I want to hear your. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, wait a second. What about these socks, Kelly? What's going on <laughs> so with these yeah, socks? So, <laughs> so yeah, so you know, I fuck with Hello Kitty. <laughs> <laughs> He's wearing Hello Kitty socks. Now, Cali is nah, an international like, dude. He's got the Real Madrid. Nah, He's like, watching straight soccer. Up, man, today was definitely laundry day. <laughs> I had to bounce up, man, and I had a lot to do today. I had to take my shorty socks. I need these real quick. The other options were crazy. <laughs> the other options was crazy. Man, so, you know, check this out, man. We're, we're going to be doing, me and Callie, uh, Callie and I, we're going to be doing a lot of different things, upcoming things, man. So uh, we're going to be releasing an album soon together, man. And Callie is going to dip his foot into the EDM game, man. Not the EDM Future pop. Yeah. But, you know, just basically... We're going to have an hour-long act that we're going to take on the road, man. We ju both just got back from Europe uh, doing a little tour, and then, like, we kind of just realized, we're like, dude, man, we should just combine. Why are we in different countries while we're in Europe, man? You know what I mean? We're actually going to go down to Brazil. He's just going to... Uh, I'm going to be doing some shows down there, be doing some business, and then I'm going to have Cali just come down, and then we're going to basically start there, and, uh, you know, it's going to be a little bit di different vibe than... Uh, you know what you guys are used to. You heard the first single, nice. actually, uh, 
But like I said, that's more of like a destructo kind of vibe, man. Um, uh, you know, we have a lot of things uh, in store, and we got a whole act where, uh, you know, we, you know, involve Cali doing some uh, footwork, you know, and then maybe yeah. some uh, juking, you, you know what I mean? So yeah. like, uh, we we got a lot of stuff coming out, man. I yeah. mean, we got a little bit of time left, bro. So you wanna, um, you wanna kind of just, uh, is there anything you wanna plug, bro, in terms of? Um, you know, which besides what we're doing together, bro. I mean, yeah, um, I gotta tape out a project out right now called um, The First Meal. It's on every streaming platform. I really like it. Hell yeah. I think you'll like it if you check it out. Um, a lot of songs on there, a lot of familiar names and voices. Check that shit out, please. I know you have a new uh, new music video out, right? The Beethoven one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually a mini doc. Okay, the okay. The documentary called Beethoven's Hip Hop. Okay. Hip Hop's Beethoven, I'm sorry. Yeah, and then, okay, just real quick, because we didn't get into too much of this stuff, man. Um, I mean, battle rap, dude. I mean, that's what normally people know you for, too, man. I mean, that's, you know, you're the champ, man. Um, you know, it kind of just, like, run through what that is for our audience, because we didn't, we didn't really get deep into that at all. You, you know what I mean? Um, it's basically like um, theater of hip hop, man. Yeah. People being very theatrical, um, very comical in the hip-hop form. Um, and you're comparing two, two lyricists who construct material. And they compare material in front of everybody live. You know, and the, Is any of it improvisational? A lot of it. A lot of it, yeah. That's um, amazing. For some people, for some people. Some people really just stick to... I know you've been doing your research, man. <laughs> you yeah. beforehand, just to, of your opponent, not know what, what you're going to say a lot of times, you know what I mean? But, man, he caught this one dude, like, working at a call center, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's talking about being a gangster, and this fool actually works at a at a call center. I just thought, oh, he man. was a dope-ass MC, too, you know what I mean? But he was just, like, surprised him, and you can see in the so video, surprised. he was like, he was, like, he was like, said to his girlfriend. And that like, was an accident, too. Like, I was... I was preparing for that battle. <laughs> I was in the car with my homie, and his cousin was in the back seat, and I didn't know his cousin from a can of paint. And I'm like, yeah, like, check out this dude I'm about to battle, da, da, da. I'm showing the homie. And his cousin was in the back seat, like, is his name Michael? I'm like, let me Facebook it. Yeah, it is. He was like, oh, he works at my job. I'm like, what you do? <laughs> I was like, what you do? At the call center, dog. You know he was what like, I mean? oh, we're telemarketers. I was like, word, <gasps> thank you so much. You just helped me make a bomb. Oh, man, I had so <laughs> much shit missile, to say. Like a scud yeah, missile. I'm exactly, on a do not man. call list. It was so funny. <laughs> so anyways, man, check out, just Google JP Cali Smooth. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry, go ahead. SMOV. SMOV, man. And, you know, Cali's going to be on here again because we're going to have a whole album together. We'll tell you more about it. But in the meantime, if you want to check out Who the Hell Is This?, just Google that, or you can check it out on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, all that good jazz, all right? So thank you very much. Uh, is there anything you want to add, Teach? I, I kind of wanted to go into an inspiring um, factor about uh, Cali that we kind of brushed past. Yeah. And that was the, the car wreck. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I mean, I want just an inspiring story to me, man. I mean, you know... Do you want to tell it just real quick? It's just in case there's people out there who a, are injured to get back with their to what they're doing. Yeah, man. Um, shit, man. It was like uh, after that accident, I was pretty much like you know, um, really down on um, 
I was really down emotionally. What kind of my injuries arm, yeah, was it? Do you remember? Arm. Um, I had heart surgery, um, and I broke my elbow. And shit, man, it was it was really tough. Um, just it was me against the world for a minute, for a couple months. When you know? find out who your friends are, who yeah, actually shows up for that, it was crazy. It was crazy, but overall, it made me a much stronger person. Um, changed my life definitely. Uh, made me appreciate life. Um, made me appreciate music and 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 the people out there that really that really fuck with me. You know, it was like a, it was a surreal moment where um, I really felt the, the people's prayers. You know what I'm talking about? Like I really felt the like real people. people. Yeah, I really felt people fucking with me. And that was um, a lot of what got me through everything was reading tweets and fucking comments and shit. Cause the encouragement, like, right? Yeah, people were... Some people were hateful. You know, some people said crazy shit. But overall, it was a lot more love than hate. That's awesome, man. Yeah, so man. just to get back to your, your like, physical capabilities... Like, I, I, this dude was over at my house punching at a, in a punching bag, you know, <laughs> like a, a welterweight, you know what I mean? <laughs> and if you could have seen what he was like coming out of that, that car wreck, just getting to that is amazing, you know what yeah. I mean? But then to actually go back to doing, you know, the battle rapping and, and performing as well, that's, that just that really uh, impressed the hell out of me. That's so, man. I appreciate that, too. <laughs> but you know what, man? Okay, I think that's a good way to end it, man. So, yeah. like, uh, thanks, Khaled, for coming on. And like, man, come on again next time when we have our man. next single, all right? Thank y'all for having Hell me. Hell yeah, really. Take care. Love you guys. Bye. Peace. And in